All right, hello everybody. It is it is I, Megafire here. Uh, I am joined by my good hosts, Dorko for you, Bob Hood, and Harvek. Hey, hi. We are once again back with the Sonic the Hedgehog comics, published by Archie. Um, and this time we got a pretty good lineup. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog issue fifty. 152 knuckles the echidna four five and six and then the cherry on top sonic super special number two brave new world in that order um i've got i've got cool stuff to, to share uh i i did some digging on things just because there's a lot of firsts in this in the first half of this like um lineup of comics um i think i'll just start with a general what do we think fellas how well how was this week wasn't a banger for me personally 52 is okay uh parts of brave new world were okay didn't care for the knuckles one didn't care for 51 okay okay dorko thoughts overall impressions feelings I mean, I'm already having trouble remembering some of these stories. <laughs> and for me, it's kind of ranging from just okay to bad. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, Harv, thoughts? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it as we go then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I think I'm in agreement here. I think overall it was somewhat weak. But we also get a lot of new things in the world, which is nice. Uh, it's also kind of... There's some interesting tidbits, which I'll go into as we get to them, um, related to the Sonic story as a whole, which which is kind of cool. Um, and then there's just... I don't know. Like it, 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 This is like the first part of the story where Robotnik is gone. So they were trying to do their own original stories unrelated to, I guess, tangentially related to him, which I thought was, there's parts of Raven New World I really like. Um, and then I think the remainder of, of the content, I, I guess my overall feeling is lukewarm. Um, I certainly thought that 51 was kind of like maybe the lowest of, of the, of everything it was it's kind of dumb it was pretty it was pretty <laughs> stupid it really encompassed a lot of what you talked about i think last time with the i'm tired of this thing again i will comment on it like as soon as i <laughs> yeah yeah it was I, pretty funny to be like the... Man, like the thing i complained about and then like immediately like again i'm like come <laughs> yeah you're right and i just i just i just oh okay let's 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 just jump in let's get the summaries let's go all right so number 51 sonic is given an award for defeating robotnik later robot sally tricks sonic into following her to a group uh to a group of combats in the forest uh, Sonic leaves to warn the others, only to find Tails, Bunny, and others have all gone robot. He returns to Nahol and finds Robotnik. 
uh, Sonic wakes up from his nightmare, and as it turns out, his award from the start was spiked with a virus. Uh, Sonic suspects Robotnik had this thing set up before he lost, but Chuck reveals that Robotnik didn't have anything to do with it at all. The end. Stop making stories that, oh, this happened, but no, not really. It was an illusion. Stop making stories. <laughs> no, <Nope. Just> stop. <laughs> Stop making shit up. This isn't nothing, real. This didn't happen. I don't. I literally don't have anything to say except like just stop. That's why. He's... Civilization. <laughs> if Sonic Archie stopped at issue fifty-one, <laughs> it's a picture of the futuristic city. <laughs> Me consulting the Sonic Bible. This didn't happen. Stop making up false stories. This goes in the fiction section of the library. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. I want to start off not talking about the comic. <laughs> because right. this is going to be great. Uh, we got our new writer, mm. Carl Bowlers, um, also known as, his pseudonym, Benny Lee, also known as the guy who took half of the possessions in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's okay <laughs> we haven't gotten to that part of the lore yet but uh he is another person that was involved in the lawsuits against uh archie for taking his characters kind of i guess in line with uh, uh, many other people including one ken vendors who started i i don't even think he started that but like that that legal rigmarole of Sonic OC fights, uh, Deviant on Girl Wild. Um, Whenever we do get to a point where it might be a good idea to talk about that more in depth, like, boy, <laughs> we have to spend some time researching that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do have to research because I think it's really interesting. But until then, just know that Carl Ballers, Bowlers, Bowlers, important part of the sonic carl ballen um important part of the sonic universe because he becomes one of the staple writers for a while um uh, he's a very very pivotal in this in this point of the story he does a lot of work he introduces a lot of characters creates a lot of plots has a lot of good ideas i'll go into that later as it becomes relevant but i did research on the man today and i was surprised on some of the things i read but let me give you a little history on carl bowlers so he actually um wrote uh for marvel comics and his notable works were with the emma Fro uh, frost series and x51 i don't know any of this i'm not a marvels guy i didn't do in-depth in research i just know that emma frost looked kind of hot so i was like okay <laughs> that's it she's and hyper old just so you know She's hyper old. Even better. Milfs are, are in now. Um, there's other notable things that he worked on, like Machine Man and Muties. I don't know what any of that is. I've only vaguely heard of Machine Men. But is that like the... Cyborg? I don't know, man. Is it is that a, is that a Marvel thing? I think it's Marvel. Yeah. Um. But yeah, apparently it's pretty prominent in those scenes. But <clears throat> the cool part kind of starts a little bit. <laughs> this is. Okay, I, I'm like trying to figure out how, do I, how should I present this information because it's kind of crazy how... Okay, I'll just, I'll just go. So he is currently a senior editor at Valiant Entertainment. This is a comic publisher that was formed uh, from pr the previous Marvel editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter, and a lawyer from Marvel, Stephen 
uh, Masarsky, they formed this enterprise called uh, Voyager Communication. Well, it was owned by Voyager Communications, I should say. And Acclaim ended up buying Valiant Entertainment oh, in 1994 and owned them until they went bankrupt in 2004. They this the Valiant Entertainment currently exists as part of DMG Entertainment, which was the studio behind Iron Man 3 and Looper and like lo- a bunch of localizations in J- in China. Um but here's the really interesting thing. Valiant come. ended up publishing the uh, Turok yeah. Dinosaur Hunter comics, and because of the acquisition, Acclaim made a bunch of video games based on their properties, <laughs> and this includes Shadow Man, Armor Marines, and uh, the Iron Man game from the Sega Saturn. <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> it does go back to Turok. <laughs> The, the second you set a claim, I knew where this was going. <laughs> I, I, dude, I, you have no idea. I got the fucking uh, googly eyes popping out of my head when I found out this. This is like sweet, sweet. So anyway, Carl Bowler, you know the you know the meme image of the guy with all like the the pictures and drawings you see on the wall, like they're all like connecting the shit. That's like yes. that's Megafire as the guy, and there's a bunch of drawings of Turok and stuff on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this is there's Sonic there, there's Turok. I can't believe it's all coming together. Um So yeah, uh Carl Bowler's also did the Knights into Dreams comic at Archie, which uh, I haven't gotten to that yet, but um I thought that was a pretty cool thing. I didn't actually read those comics, so uh but yeah, that's um that's the big the kind of I wanted to give us a little background on Carl Bowlers and and just know that he's going to be with us for a while on the on the project. Um, also, the art Sam Maxwell. He's done some prior works that we've talked about too. <clears throat> here, no, but I don't think he's new no one. relation to Sam and Max. No, no relation. <laughs> um, again, I'm I'm a kind of a I enjoy Sam Maxwell's art. There's some roughness to it here and there, but overall, I'm I'm a, I'm. I think I, his his is one of the styles I really enjoy on some characters and on other characters. It's like uh, you're probably still not used to this. And it I will really say, shows. sometimes reading the story, I had trouble following what was happening. So yes, I, I've got to say, I'm yeah. not exactly a fan of the artist. No, his art is. I like his art, but not how he is drawn. Thing like not the composition of the pages, and part of that I feel like lies at fault with the editor um so i don't know who the editor is for these issues but yeah that that's just my little two cents on that um what the fuck is up with the fly that just flies into our face in the very beginning (laughs) and is never shown again i thought it was like a like a you know chekhov's gun but it never ended up being a thing it's it's Someone paid a lot of money to get their OC in for a little bit. Front and center, might I add. Yeah. <laughs> I completely missed... missed the fly guy, so I wasn't <laughs> sure what you were talking about. Had to How? It's the first page. I forgot, the I The first guess. panel. That's fair to forget about. No, that's fair. Apparently, um, um, mm-hmm. this was initially going to be foreshadowing for the original intention of... Uh, 
Like, actually, Sally did die, and right now that's just a robot Sally. And it's like, <laughs> I'm glad that did not go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually going to bring that up. Uh, the first few, as we read, we'll find these inconsistencies here and there. Because the whole, uh, the whole, I guess, like, ten issues after Endgame, or whatever it was called, uh, issue 50... Penders wanted to kill Sally off. This is a well-documented fact, and um, Sega didn't allow that to go through. But a lot of planning went into setting up this plot where instead of Sally coming back, you know, Sleeping Beauty-esque at the end there, um, she was dead and replaced with a robot, and it made everybody think, oh, um, you know, Sally was actually okay, she was pretending. Basically, you know, that that bullshit little shtick. Um, so, yeah, this was, was, you're right, it was just a foreshadow that. We see Sonic's race car bed for the first time. (laughs) Remember that? It's important. (laughs) It's not, but I think it's funny. Um, Doesn't doesn't he have a race car bed in the movie? Oh, he does, yeah, that's right. Well, there you go, this is where, this is where I'll be in. It all goes back to Sonic, baby. And by extension, Turok. Yep. Um, there was one th- one thing I wanted to point out, uh, and that is uh, I like the Badniks are back, but goddamn, did they hype that Buzz Bomber? Like, <laughs> this was the most hyped up Buzz Bomber in all of existence. Yeah. And it's really funny because the whole page made me feel like I was reading or like watching a Sonic Flash animation on Newgrounds where the joke would be like, this Buzz Bomber is the be- like the coolest, meanest, hate, like the, the, the most elite of Robotnik's fighting squad. And then Sonic just defeats it in the next second or something, super right? <laughs> it's Super B. I Cheeky monkey. Uh, what the fucking, why did, why did Krabby say that? <laughs> I Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, there's really good bunny art. I really like this this specific little friend. Like I'm saying, I really like this guy's art, but goddamn, some of it looks really bad and some of it looks really good. It's like it's like two extremes, and also <laughs> his just framework, his like uh, what's the word storyboarding? I guess I don't know if that's the proper term for comic books, but just the composition is not great. Um, he still knocking it out of the park with the big brain Anton, <laughs> Beavis and really butthead looking Anton. Twan to look at. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Settle down, Beavis. Yeah. Also, this whole issue just really likes eyeballs. Like he's focusing on eyeballs and weird. Pl- I don't know. This was a weird issue. It was kind of nothing. I, I really didn't like this issue. I hated the plot. I hated the way that they set it up. I've always disliked this. This is one of those rare cases where I already had a preconceived like dislike of this specific issue, mainly because I remembered almost nothing from it, and also I remembered like just really hating that plot of like it's a virus you know what got me is that they pull robotnik immediately after he's killed and i'm like come on i know it doesn't really oh, happen yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 
<laughs> yeah, I forgot, but that, that occurred to me as well. <laughs> it's like, ah, we got rid of Robotnik. Now we can do fresh new things like Robotnik. Robotnik. <laughs> Robotnik. <laughs> I think in a way I kind of like that. Of, of all the things that, you know, like just to play devil's advocate, there's there's like a an element of, nah, he's dead. Like he's gone. Type of, like they're doubling down on it you know it's like here's robotnik just kidding it was a fake he's actually gone for for real because then they just double down like this wasn't robotnik you know it's like oh who done it it's a whole new setup right so in a way it's like yeah gut reaction it's like a okay you're pulling him back out again but it was also kind of like a double like fake out i i kind of dig that in a way it's like you know like fresh out of the pan maybe it was kind of too ham-fisted um especially right after that end of the 50th issue but yeah. um yeah, i think they should have just like left him <clears throat> this is just not <laughs> i mean this whole issue should just not have happened yeah i think which unfortunate introduction to carl bowlers um didn't really find anything wrong with the writing like like the the text like the speeches the the words i thought that was okay actually it was probably one of the more okay like dialogues between the characters you know even though it was all fake yeah i don't know I, I i got nothing more to really uh to really say about 51 we can move on to 52 if you guys have nothing else to talk about i got nothing very rare opportunity here you don't hear me babbling for like 20 minutes about inconsequential bullshit <laughs> on to the next all right number 52 sonic and tails come across a flying suit uh sonic tries to run after it as it leads into a cave uh we are immediately then taken to some film noir alternate universe starring sonic in a suit uh this world sally sends him on a mission to find nicole who contains a bunch of files on robotnik within her memory bank uh, <clears throat> Sonic returns to Sally with Nicole, but Robotnik appears and has his guys hold Sally at gunpoint. Uh, using a ring, Sonic averts the disaster by going really fast. The two escape, and he leads Sally through a secret underground tunnel to get Sally to the airport without Robotnik noticing the end. Then the real Sonic uh, leaves through the other side of the cave and reunites with the others. And none of that actually happened, I guess. The end. Uh, and then there was First Contact side story, where... um. Um, <clears throat> Sonic takes Nicole to a... Com- Wait, what the heck? Sonic. Yeah, I wrote the wrong name. <laughs> Sally takes Nicole to a computer room and contacts various freedom fighters across Mobius. She explains the events of the end game arc to everybody, and she reveals that after everything was done, the broken Doomsday device left behind a number of alternate realities appearing around the planet. She warns everybody to stay away from these zones, but before she can explain why, a connection is lost. And that's 52. Wow. Um, well, what do we think of Brown Eye Sonic? <laughs> it's, it's enough uh, to make thought... me want to write very long forum posts about how terrible it is. I thought someone was <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> now I know uh, why. So, I, okay, when I first read this, the cover, I is this supposed to be a Casablanca reference? Because probably it, it's Humphrey Bogart's attire. But he doesn't have a, as I understand, there's no stopwatch or pocket watches in in Casablanca. So I'm not sure if it's actually <laughs> supposed to be Casablanca or not. I, I don't know. Like my changing the whole reaction just was, enough oh. so it, it, it has something. 
I guess so. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah. Okay. I uh, I do love that the this brand new villain concept they have of Robotnik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they did it again, dude. Yeah, they did it again. They have they have an explanation as to why, but uh, this is the kind of thing that could have been like a neat filler, like before he was defeated. So I kind of yeah. wish they could have given him a rest. It's not. It didn't ruin it for me, but it, it would have been nice if they could throw in like some other guy. That's I like the film noir stuff. I do. Yeah, this one was, was okay. Neat. Boy, it'd be really funny for like the next twenty issues. It was like nonstop stories like this of like just fucking imaginary scenarios with Robotnik still there. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you kill him? <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot to mention um, the writer for this is Tom Rol- Rolston, which I believe he actually wrote for the Sonic Super Special one the battle royale um i don't know much about him so and i tried to look stuff up and i couldn't really find a ton so if anybody knows anything about him i'd love to hear it uh i like to know about the the writers and the artists that we get on this so it's it's kind of interesting and i feel like other people find that interesting too if if anybody finds anything they tweet at us if anybody's listening a comment on the whatever platform you're on email us i don't actually know if i have an email out there anywhere but yeah um i do i do want to know more about this guy because i don't think he appears very often i think this is like maybe his last appearance actually yeah, i think it might be um which i mean maybe that's what they were trying they were trying to like get people to uh I think it's really funny the the suit flying around in the very like first time. It's just like it, all I could think of is like, "Hey kid, want to see a magic trick?" Um, also, I, I the the oh god, the dancing animals are there's so much happening in in these three characters, which I've posted. The one guy on the right looks like the Chad. The other dude is like falling over. I. And then the the next panel that they appear in when Sally is sexy walking in, I, I just couldn't, I, I made this edit because this is all I could think of when I saw it. The, for, it's the one where Sally's walking in, the, the bear thing is like, hi there. And it just looks like the meme of the guy looking away from his girlfriend and another girl passing. Someone put a lot of detail into Sally's back. Yeah, she looks so off compared to other things i don't in the in the like throughout the comic but i get maybe that's the point i guess i don't know <laughs> um this is where i wanted your help mg there's a scene in it where okay. noir sonic is getting chased by robotnik's robots and i'm fairly certain they're all references to something now here this is what i think they are there's an r2d2 I mean, it's just his head, but he has a body, so that's kind of off. But I think that's R2-D2 on the right. I think the bot in the back is the... some. I, I wrote Lost in Space Bot because I don't remember <laughs> what the movie is called. But I remember watching a like a B-movie thing of, or, of, of like some robot lost uh, in space. I don't know. That and guy then, up top. Is that the fucking dude from Mystery, Mystery Science Theory? Yeah. Yes. I, didn't, I think so. I, I knew it was I familiar. It's just that yeah. I'm now remembering. 
Uh, he's Isn't the only it? one I really recognize. Yeah, I think two of these are Tom Servo and Crow from Mystery Science Theater. Wait, which one is Tom Servo? I wrote down the names, but I don't remember which one's which. <laughs> I, know, I know the top no. right one is definitely. Uh... No, it's R two D two. No top. No. R- <laughs> the top one. Oh, the very up one. Yeah, the yeah. top one and dome head. Really, the one on the bottom? Yes. I thought that was the robot lo- from Lost from Space or something. Lost in Space. Oh. I don't know. Maybe not. I, 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 I. That's why I was. What's the one on the left? Because I. My initial thought was, oh, is that the assassin droid, like, from Nice the Old Republic? But I don't think that existed Well, I yet. don't think, no. No, I, th- I thought, well, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, look, trying to look at this. No, I, th- I thought the top left one was one of the, the one of the robots from Mystery Science Theater. It is. Yeah, it okay. is? Which one? Oh, okay, I see it now. So, like, the only one I'm clueless about is, like, the bottom middle one. It's like, I don't know what that is, if it's anything. How old is Mystery Science Theater? I think it was out about that time. Well, like, I, <laughs> look it up and like it didn't air yet, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> what the what the what the? Uh, I'm such a dumbass. I was looking at the dude up top. I was looking at him holding Nicole, and I was like, "Why is he carrying a toaster?" Oh, it's Nicole. Duh. Oh, 1988. Okay, so yeah. it definitely. I, I honestly, Dorco, I I started like be like. <gasps> What if it really is? The, <laughs> it's the butterfly effect. <laughs> or more fiction than Science Theater took the robot to science with this one issue of Sonic. <laughs> uh, the, both realities are uh, unsatisfactory. Um, I think. Oh, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. Actually, this is some fun facts. So in the second story, First Contact, uh, which is written by Carl Bowlers also, by the way, um, the monitors where Sally goes to talk to everybody has some cool stuff. Well, first off, it looks like she caught the Chaotix mid-action shot. Because <laughs> why is SBO running so quickly to get to the camera? He really wants to see Princess Sally. Oh, Sally's contacting us. Strike a pose. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look good, boys. Look good. Um, I know these no. are all established like characters from before, but God, in that first panel, it on the uh, the top left, that looks like Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. I thought it was Yogi Bear for a while until the, if they didn't zoom in to the face and like <laughs> it's 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 Sila from the Arctic yeah. Freedom Fighters. Okay, but you man, got, I so- wanted to be Yogi. <laughs> I don't all remember. These look like, all of these characters look like Disney animals, except that mouse. That's just a fucking DeviantArt, the hedgehog ass mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what mouse? No, the one uh, the one above the horse and below the other one. No, hold on. Okay, it's not a. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's a, a mongoose! Okay, so let me let me go through these from the top left down. So we got Sila from the Arctic Freedom Fighters, we got Lupe from the uh, Wolf pack we've got wallace wallaby from the down under freedom fighters on the top right is a bear who is actually from sad am i think his name was polo i I looked him up and it's polo the bear and then underneath him is a character who we don't know yet but she will be a prominent character mina mongoose 
Invented by Carl Bowlers, one of the assets taken in the divorce. And then um, below her is a horse named Eric, who will also appear in a future, not near, very near future, in like 58 or 57, um, story involving Sonic. Uh, it's, he's not a major character or anything, but he there he is they reuse these characters again later which is kind of interesting would you, would you say that the horse is the wedge antilles of this story uh no no okay. i don't think so i think wedge antilles had a, a more prominent role okay. in the world he's he appears in some who, some stuff i guess who is the wedge antilles of the freedom fighters oh man i, I almost kind of want to say amy rose for like the first chunk of the comics is kind of that until she becomes a main main character so i feel like yeah she would be the wedge Antilles. i i i don't know like if there's a lot of good candidates but like i i i i all right um well what do you think hold on let's hear it no i agree you're right oh oh, you agree i was gonna apologize to the audience for that um that star wars jump scare right there we'll go back to sonic now (laughs) <laughs> Apologize to me. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to bring up Star Trek next. Just watch out. Yeah, Dorka. <laughs> wh- who do you think is the Wedge Antilles of this uh, comic series? We're so on the far. edge of my seat, like, sweating about the potential Star Trek jump scare. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, just going to say yeah. that uh, I, I did catch, like, oh, wow, that, that does look a lot like Mina, and then I got curious and looked into it a little bit. I'm like, oh, I guess they had her design ready for quite a while because she doesn't actually properly show up for a little bit. Nope, nope. No, you know what's really funny? Um, It's not funny, actually. It's kind of sad. I think I didn't want to bring this up until later, but I'll actually go into this because it does kind of relate to the Mina, um, that observation you made. Apparently, Carl Bowlers had a lot of stuff that he was setting up. Or that he wanted to set up. I don't. I don't think maybe like crumbs here and there like managed to make their way into the comic, but not in a way that it was like the Sally death where when it was changed it was very obvious. Um, there was a lot of stuff that he would set up. I don't. I don't want to give details because it does go into stuff that happens later in the comics. Sort of they get repurposed, but um, he apparently he. I think he really joined this project with a lot of ideas. I don't know that for a fact. I can't speak on that, but like it feels like just reading from like into him and his profile it really felt like there was a lot of stuff that was cut that just never even made it to like pass but he had a lot of ideas a lot of things that he wanted to set up some were really i didn't like them and i'm glad they didn't go through but some (laughs) were kind of cool and interesting um so yeah uh i will i i will say there is one I guess I'll say it now because it really doesn't come up in any capacity where I think he wanted Sonic and Amy to get into a relationship um, that was hidden from Sally. And I was like, damn, I'm so glad we didn't need that at all in this. But yeah, (laughs) dodged a real bullet there. I'm lacking like context because I'm like, like, (laughs) there is none because it's like, because I'm just vaguely, like, I vaguely know things. As like, I, I was under the impression that we there's a period of the comic with plenty of 
um, nonsensical romance stuff going on. So like, like, right. taking that so out, it's like, how how much did that really remove? Is what I'm wondering. Um, okay, <laughs> like just just right, one less not... plot thread. <laughs> I guess, but the plot thread was. Uh, I I can't say anything. there is. Okay, you're you're right. You're not wrong, but. I, I, I don't know how to say We got to get to it. You'll see. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's worse. Listen, I wish it was just n- romance, nonsensical romance shit. It gets worse. It's worse than that somehow. There are layers of that that I'm like, some of it's not. I mean, okay, it is the writer's fault, but some of it not, not entirely because I think Sega wanted Sonic to stop having like relationships with specific characters so i feel like it became a tug of war <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably there's like, so much like that's like a, a sega mandate where i'm like thanks <laughs> thanks but also like a little late don't you yeah. think <laughs> a little late don't you think <laughs> a little rum like no it's like okay that would have been fine if if you know the thing with sally wasn't set up for uh like a hundred and something issues before that mandate went through like at some you know at some point it's just like why you get fucking rock the boat and then create this shitty plot line it just populates just permeates the comic for like a solid like 20 issues like we just why we didn't need that uh whatever yeah, i, didn't I, have, think I have my own that angle, but yeah i guess it is kind of unfortunate to have like something like you know sonic and sally being a thing teased like so early on and um and continuous like it's not even like a little thing that was like oh it was kind of sprinkled in there we couldn't have caught that no she kisses him (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how much attention they paid to the comics but (laughs) probably not much honestly I mean, they had apparently a rep from Sega that was constantly on I can it. think of I at know. least one moment where they noticed what was going on and were like, stop. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I can wait until dying. we get there. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. We haven't gotten there. It, it's yet. one of the covers. It, 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 it just cracks me up when I think about it. Oh, is it in this batch? No, no, no. I, I'm thinking, I, I don't remember. It, it might be like super far from now. I don't remember. Hmm. We'll All see. right, but, but that's fifty-two. I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, we just oh, uh, I don't know if you mentioned, but like, apparently alternate realities are popping around not whole or not not whole, but like everywhere. And not whole. This is important. I don't think Bob mentioned this, but not whole village exists verbatim. Even not whole village exists in a temporal zone three hours ahead. The only way in and out is through the Great Oak Slide. I'm not going to give any more. I'm not going to elaborate. That's important. (laughs) It's important. It's actually important. I don't know what word I'm looking for. I I feel so... It's stupid. (laughs) There's another word I could use. I I can't... can't, At this moment, I can't believe it. I'm like... Is this stuff really important? I, 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 I'm not going to believe it till I see it. <laughs> yeah, it's important. It's funny because it's important. It's, it's stupid you. because when I read it, I didn't think about it either. I Okay, I, I take back a lot of what I said in the beginning of this podcast. Um, I, I did not take into the, effa- uh, into the account when I was talking about my like appreciation for some of the bigger, like the, the bigger picture plot dryouts that i did in fact have to like pull out a wiki every 
few like t- 10 issues to make sure that I am following these things that they're pulling out their ass, <laughs> which aren't really out their ass. They're actually pulling them from small shit like this, where Sally in one yellow box makes a off handed at the back of the this is the final page of the comic and it becomes something they use in the future but when we get there i'll 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 say why i'll probably forget so just remember my frustration now okay all right we on knuckles the echidna episode four. four knuckles number four knuckles number four the lost paradise arc it's the four, five, and six. Every fucking go, we're getting to the, the meat of the Writer Ken shit. Penders, art by Manny Gallen, just so we have that out of the way. It's all all throughout the whole three issues here. Yes. So, Vector goes swimming and is attacked by uh, one of the Cloaktakin is working for Kragok from forever ago. Um, I forget what chess we read up on that. Uh she tries to sneak up on Knuckles with a taser, but is caught. She explains that after Kragog ran away, his space self-destructed. Uh, so this echidna named Julie Sue wanted to, re- to rejoin the Legion, but for some reason could not. She apparently had to find Knuckles and does not even know why. I'm not even sure this is actually explained uh, this session. Um, but anyways, the Chaotix arrive on the scene and alert Knuckles about some disturbances going on in the Marble Zone. Uh, Knuckles' dad watches the conversation from his computer room. Why does he have a computer room again? Uh, the, he Find decide... the computer room! Yeah, yeah, Victor's here. How about that? Um, they decide to investigate stuff. Julie Sue is allowed to come along. Uh, Knuckles and Julie explore the... What? <laughs> What's so fucking funny? <laughs> just the, the way you said that, it's just like, ah, she's allowed to come along. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they bring her along. I forget their whole logic behind that, but whatever. So all is forgiven. They explore some ruins when suddenly Echidna Opalis, I believe that's how it's spelled, uh, appears in the distance. Then his knuckles meets up with his mom. Um, the city and its, and its inhabitants completely vanish. Knuckles is aware that Archimedes has an exploration for all this and asks him what's going on, but Archimedes says Knuckles isn't ready to learn about it yet. Um, the city reappears, Knox and Julie enter, um, to find the citizens freaking out like it's the end of their world. Um, the two find a statue of the Guardian Hawking, creator of the Hyperzone Projector. Uh, whatever is happening, Knuckles wants to find out what happened to Hawking and his projector for some answers. But before they can do that, some cops show up to be continued. Okay, when you said something <laughs> like, uh, like, I don't know what the logic was with that, like, my, my response is that there was none. <laughs> there was none. Okay. Like, I miss shit a lot, so I'm not sure if it's just the writing bad or me brain pad. Maybe both. Maybe both. I think definitely I think both. Both. No. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna start us off with this picture. There's a lot going on here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took <laughs> a jump scare. I took a screenshot of the top left panel. <laughs> okay. There's so much happening. I just <clears throat> the top left one. I, I just thought it was really funny out of context, but. <laughs> I never was about this style, or <laughs> it's the fact that she's like stripping. No, she's looking at the See, I thought like Knuckles being like, "Give her a chance, Vector." And then you have his dad watching secretly through a camera. So 
<laughs> I on the uh, go ahead. Uh, you forgot the biggest thing in this issue. Uh, Vector's feet. Yeah, no, no, no! I didn't forget that. <laughs> I have that. I just didn't want to start us off on feet. That's what the issue did. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he, Vector appears with no shoes on for some reason swimming underwater. I guess, okay, that sounds really stupid out of context when I'm like, for some reason this man doesn't have his clothes on when he's swimming. Of, But like, the very next page that he appears to come up from the water, he's got his shoes on magically! What why, the hell? Why do his gloves stay on? Do the gloves stay on. Why? I don't want why them to he... be off, but Why? <laughs> Why does he have his Walkman on underwater? <laughs> it's waterproof. I didn't notice this when I first was reading it, but like, like he actually does have his shoes on him, like on his back. <laughs> uh, like, I, I guess like they don't draw it, but I guess he quickly pushes his shoes on before he jumps <laughs> off the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I didn't notice the shoes on his back. That's actually a really good. Then, can't be seen without my then shoes. why did he take them off? I oh I don't know. Better for the webbed feet. He doesn't have webbed feet. That's the that's the problem. I, I guess he just really feet. likes to swim without his shoes on, but he, he but he <laughs> has them on him. You gotta let the dogs breathe. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking too much about Vector's feet. <laughs> so we're gonna start another timer for Vector's feet. No, I'm not do- there. This is the last time that I remember his feet appearing. Good. <laughs> okay, but there is I wanted to one more thing on that previous picture where I, out of context, I'm sure if we give her enough rope, she's bound to hang herself. Yeah. <laughs> Knuckles, like, what, did, <laughs> what did you mean by that? Like, what is that? Is that a phrase? Like, do people never, say this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Ken Penders, what the fuck? I, what I did never you mean heard by that this? in my life. I, <laughs> I didn't get it either. Okay, but also the fact that uh, Knuckles' dad just says you have that backwards Knuckles and then the, the face, the face appears below the advertisement placement is so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Something about like you have that backwards Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're, they're in the uh, city, I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm sure you saw the ships that they put in here. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I saw the ship. Well, I saw ships. Um, I I saw the X, not the X-Wing. Yeah, the X-Wing. Yeah, there's but an that's X-Wing. all I knew. There's Luke's land speeder, which is flying now. And it, that that has R2 in it. Oh, it does have R2. I see it. Yeah. Uh, that tall building in the background is just straight up a Jetson's house. Which, uh, the, like, ring-looking one? The tall spire, yeah. And that red ship going next to it, uh, I I want to hear you guess what that is. I I don't even know. I can't. I, I honestly, the only thing I, I saw in here, I, I thought maybe that was the land speeder, like on the bottom left. I don't know what the top right one is. I didn't even acknowledge the, the it, red really. one. Yeah. Do Do you want to know what it is? Oh, of course. I was actually going to ask you. <laughs> That was one of the things I wanted to consult you I'm, on. I'm shocked I know this, and I only know this because it goes back to Batman. That is Space Ghost's ship. Oh my god! Okay, you can I, even I was... see this. You can even see the spot on it where the logo would normally be. Is it a little triangle thing? A little well, triangle, I yeah. I didn't notice any of this. <laughs> well, in the same panel, what about the thing on the bottom right? Actually, under the tube, the hypertube. <clears throat> Bottom right. 
uh, next to the coolest guy in Echidnopolis. <laughs> who, oh, by the way, I, I took a screenshot of him and all I titled it as the coolest guy. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the main character. Hey, I'm the Fonz Knuckles. <laughs> uh, the little UFO thing? Yeah, is that anything? Is that I think, something? I think that's, that's just a... I think that's just a made-up look. <laughs> no, it's not a wig. It's his real hair. <laughs> we need to see if... We need to bounce him up. Just bounce around like Anton's. Yeah. You're right. Uh, also, the city is called Echidnopolis. Um, the place that we thought was destroyed in previous issues apparently was hidden... Is hidden in a force field. It was... It, it is quite literally a Kanto Johto situation where they looked left and they found... <laughs> Kikinopolis <laughs> was actually okay. Somehow Knuckles, who is the guardian of the island, who apparently has explored every square inch of this well, actually no, that's not true. They they did establish early on that he was still discovering new things on the about the island, so uh, never mind, I, I take that back. I guess it's maybe plausible he missed an entire city behind a force field. I feel like I'm gonna talk about this after we get through all the issues of, that we've covered the, today. But um, he runs into his mom. Yep. He ran into his mom. Yeah. And then she disappears. <clears throat> Is that the whole I... statement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I expected a follow-up. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> the way you worded that, I was expecting more to go. I mean, he ran into his mom. I mean, she disappeared. There's a lot, like, I don't know. Um, I like Echidnopolis a lot. I just wish it wasn't presented like this. Uh, yeah, one I f- forgot how it's introduced. Uh, wild. Julie Stewart's right. But wild. Absolutely, absolutely wild. wild. I don't like, um, I almost forgot to point this out. Because I feel like it's not the first time it happened. Uh Knuckles inquires Ant-Man for answers. Like, oh, no, you're not ready yet. I don't like that method of, like, not telling the reader everything about... Very bad. Very, very very bad. bad. We all hate that. We all hate that. Everybody hates this. Nobody nobody (laughs) I know that likes this. Even I, the Pender's Defenders, am like, I hate this guy. I hate the way that he wrote this character. I hate these cop I'm pretty sure it wasn't the first time it happened. I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. (laughs) No, it won't. Mm -mm. Not until Ant-Man becomes better, which is later. Looking, looking forward to it. I, I will say this is like the beginning of the Knuckles OCs arc, which which is great because this is this is study up, boys. Uh, I I hope you didn't forget my earlier proposition of us designing and or rating Knuckles OCs. Um, oh <laughs> I didn't even think about like the concept of like. <laughs> Design your own knuckles, your your own echidna. <laughs> I think we gotta do that. Like I didn't want it at first. I was thinking, I was too, but now I'm like, I actually really, really want to do that. I feel like we would all have really good ones. Um, I like the uh, Remington. Uh, I like his design. Uh, I will say that that was that is one of the things that I really like about these early. Knuckles stuff is Remington. Which one is fucking... <laughs> the, the cop. I don't know any of their names, so I see. 
I don't think you actually get his name, so you're fine. He didn't introduce himself yet. I my bad. Maybe his name was there somewhere. But maybe I'm crazy. In the next issue, I mean, if we if we have object permanence, like I mean, if we have only like momentary memory of like we're on this one. They're all just knuckles. I'll never later. remember their names except maybe the <laughs> pink one. I can remember. You remember Hawking? I was, I was surprised. I wrote it down. <laughs> That's the only reason I You remember. said Hawking so many times, it was almost like you were trying to fish for good boy points. <laughs> like, you know, you're writing a paper and you're like, okay, if I say these words, then it's, it's going to show I really know my stuff. You surprised me. I'm, I'm happy. See, I, I'm, I'm not I'm, so bad at this summary shit sometimes. <clears throat> no, your summaries are great, Bob. I was always good. I think... <laughs> the, fact that you the, have to su- the fact that you have to summarize Ken Pender's stories, I feel like it's just like, you should be getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. Like, what, what a task. What a task Dude, this is. No, but okay, but listen. He somehow summarizes a Ken Pender story really well. Like, it, it flows no. pretty well. <laughs> yeah. It's it's surprisingly <laughs> it, cohesive. And that's what that's the thing about the Pender story. I it's must so say, much bullshit I, in between, but like, there's it's really like the structure is there the setups are there they're clear it's just well, the, I don't know. the garbage in between is is, is muddled. i guess it says something how unique penders is at this because i immediately noticed how how easy it was to do that for uh 51 and 52 and then as soon as i get to the pender story it's like i keep having to reread shit like did i speed read or did i miss <laughs> something i can't i can't no, do he this writes shit. so much he writes so somehow he why does so he tell us of- everything <laughs> We just don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's—I guess you can call it like what, like the mystery box writing, where you just write in, uh. like, you write in mysteries constantly, and to get the audience interested of like what's in the box. I have to keep watching to find out what's there's, in the box. There's just too much. I, I, <laughs> there's I mean, too I many boxes. There's a box inside the box inside the box. Dorco, don't don't speak that too loud. J.J. Abrams will appear. <laughs> And then he'll present a mystery to us that'll have a really shitty ending. <laughs> have J.J. Abrams direct the Ken Pender's Knuckles movie. <laughs> That's right, Knuckles. You're a Palpatine. Shut up. Uh, he's already the Guardian. He's already the Chosen One. He's fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're right. Um, he'd, he'd go to Octu and then sit around and do nothing. I, uh, I will say... Uh, Bob asking like if you thought you missed something about Lara Sue and why she's pursuing Knuckles. Now it's uh, just that it's just that in general with I think especially with um, stuff that Penders did like this um, the way he does stuff he leaves out so many things it's just that in general I keep having to go back just to make sure I didn't um, like just miss stuff along the way is the thing. So this this issue was a little tainted for me I'm not gonna lie. Tainted. Uh, because I unfortunately know who Lara Sue is. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> thanks thanks to what Ken Penders has been doing in the recent history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, don't think, please don't confuse them. I can. I want to see her team up with Space Obama. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That is, that is okay. Well, she kind of... No, no, not really. I don't, maybe. Please don't tell me she teams up with Space Obama in this. No, no, no. I don't know how maybe that would space, work. Maybe maybe Space George Bush? <laughs> I can't. No, I don't think Nuclear. so. I, I'm trying to remember. Um, Nuclear throne. 
before Bob gets into the summary, I just I, I want to post the couple things from the the a couple things from the next cover, uh, the fifty two cover. Which uh, first off, the mystery, the mysterious, the femme fatale. Why is the dreadlock and, middle? I thought because she's cyborg. I thought it was I hair. Mean, no, that's their whole thing. The the Dark Legion loves technology, so they're cyber. They have cyber. No, I implants. thought the dreadlocks on echidnas were hair. So, <laughs> so I she mean, has a hair dreadlock. That's weird. Yeah, we just don't know. Uh, uh, it's nonsensical, um, but I I actually do think it looks neat. I, I like it. Yeah, I like her design certainly, a lot. They drew that well. I'll give it that. I I had to give a warning. I'm about to do another Star Wars jump scare. Oh, it, awesome. It, it reminds me of that one Twilight from that really, really shitty Star Wars game. There's so many of those. Which one? <laughs> uh, Dark Alliance, I think it was. Mm, no, I didn't play that one. Yeah, you're better off. The okay. only good part about it was that Kyle Katarn shows up. But it's beardless Kyle, so it sucks. Beardless. The <sighs> We get a preview of, of Coyote, Dog... Yeah, coyote um, soldiers and are they dingoes? The dingoes. Sorry, yeah, yeah, my bad. I that's wow. That was a moment of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> me in the previous episode listing out all the fucking characters on the computer monitor. Me looking at dogs, uh, coyote, uh, <laughs> coyote. Star the, Wolf. This this cover is really cool. I like this cover a lot. I don't know. I I like the colors. I like the little wave of energy flying off the top. I don't know. Something about it really, really, really evokes some, some good, good does, things in my brain. Does Laura Sue actually have that gun in the comic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I never so. noticed. Really? Mm, yeah, I God. believe she uses it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a double barrel shotgun thing. Yeah. <sighs> it's a really tiny pistol, man. It's uh, it's like uh, it's like the hand cannon. It's cool. She uses it. She uses it quite a bit, actually. I, I already forgot. Uh, something about this whole cover and actually the the subsequent um, image in the like the page after the cover, it, everything about it just kind of screams like mid nineties or mid like two thousands early two thousands um, internet comics. Do <clears throat> uh, with that with what you will. Everybody has different feelings on that. All I'm gonna say is positive for me. But um, I know it's a disease take, so. Anyway, <clears throat> are we ready to jump into Knuckles 5? Mm-hmm. Give us that so, summary. Knuckles 5. Knuckles' is dad and that other guy. Remember how I remember the name of Hawking like five times? I don't know these two dudes. <laughs> it's Locke. I forget Locke them. is his father's name. Locke is his father's name. Who's the other guy again? I don't think we were introduced to him yet. Uh, I thought it was some. I thought it was that dude who teleported into his computer one one day, but I must be confused. But anyway, Knuckles' dad and this other guy talk to each other in the library, remaining completely still so that this panel can be copy pasted for the whole page. <laughs> the echidna guy reads Star Wars and doesn't contribute anything to the conversation other than IDK lol. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the delivery is really good though. Knuckles and Julie Sue are escorted to a room, are seated, and then sent flying down the chair tubes in different directions. Knuckles meets a guardian, one of his ancestors. 
uh, I believe is also talking. Uh, Ancestor shows Knuckles a uh, recording of his younger self breaking into a storage depot, getting into a fight with the Dingoes, some kind of group of warmongers aiming to steal technology to war against others. Um, later, he in the in the video he breaks the guardian vow to use certain technology to block the missile strikes launched by the dingoes <laughs> although radioactive <laughs> dust remains so then by making the hyperzone projector he is able to science away the dust and the dingoes um, the old guardian escorts knuckles to some statues and yells at him for a little bit and then a tremor occurs and then we cut to julie sue who hadn't done anything but stay captive in a room at the end of her chair fun ride uh, the alarms go off because there is a dingo attack in echidna also the dingoes have knuckles's mom hostage the end yep we re- we see the the appearance of the knuckles hat for the yeah. first time in this issue, yeah. um, worn by one of his ancestors, who he did not get a name for yet. But uh, the old man is hawking. Yes. I didn't mention that. This, this dude is hawking. That dude is hawking. And yeah, we get the we get the knuckles, the old, the, the knuckles have from the, uh, the animated movie. So, I think it's in these uh, next two issues. On the comic I was reading... In the middle of dialogue, you go to the next page, and then suddenly you're reading a Flintstones comic for a hot minute. Oh, yeah, the, the Fruity Pebbles <laughs> oh, advertisement. God, the, the space-time continuum is out of control in this Flintstones dimension. <laughs> it's funny because Knuckles gets, like, um, he, he, you know, the chair falls into the ground. <laughs> so it kind of kind of looks like he just falls into the pe- Fruity Pebbles dimension. Oh, I was going to say it was funny that there was, like, a Flintstones ad, and then he quotes the Jetson. <laughs> oh man fantastic but uh yeah so we get introduced to another <sighs> i have no thoughts go ahead let's go to the next one which is that they're like there's at least one instance where it's it's Ken Penders acknowledging the like like is it like Julie Sue says like you know you're pretty well prepared for people who renounce technology. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's aware of the nonsense, but although there's not there's not a good answer for it, but I, I guess he's aware of it at least. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that, that's that's all I got on that. I, I don't really have much to say. I guess the the break into the depot looked cool, but then it got really silly when they just started launching missiles. <laughs> um, I will say, I I don't know. Like, again, it's the big plot. I like the idea. Like, the way he introduces this, too, I do like the idea that there's, like, an antagonistic force to the echidnas. It does become interesting, uh, to say the very least, uh, later but yeah it it really feels rushed like everything about this feels rushed i do like the like the past like the flashback i think that's a good probably the best part of the this this issue if not this like selection of three um i don't know like the the background the build up to this like it it just it feels too rushed Uh, i do like the idea behind it um, I don't know. I, I I just have this feeling like, with, 
I don't know, like, it could be like every story so far by Penders. I'm not sure, but it's just like, it's like you can't really write stories that are happening in the moment. Like, there's always flashbacks and <laughs> yeah. flashbacks and exposition and uh, some time ago. And it's like, can, can, can we write something that's just, here are these characters right now doing something right now. And t- t- now, now, <laughs> no, <laughs> why no, is there always the flashbacks? <laughs> I feel like he just needed to dedicate some fucking, like, a side story. God damn it. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it feels really annoying because it's like, you're right. Nothing happens in the moment. Um, I think the only thing that happened in the moment was probably the, I don't even think he wrote it, but the Sonic Showdown, uh, Battle Royale special where they're fighting Mammoth Mogul. I think that's the only, uh, the only knuckle story that I could think of that's like in that, but you're a hundred percent right. And that, I, it really does take away from the story because again, I don't think that the flashback stuff is bad. Just, I hate that it, at least he didn't do the thing where it's jumping back and forth this time. <laughs> we're, get, we're gathering the breadcrumbs and we'll take them. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, at, le- at, least, at least this. At least there's something. At least there's this. Uh, yeah, it's, an improve, uh, it's showing improved character growth. <laughs> um, I guess that's all I have on this one so we can move on. Knuckle <clears throat> six. Here with Knuckles 6. Um, Knuckles and Varsity Knuckles beat up some dingoes to rescue Mom Knuckles. Great Grandpa Knuckles gets a visit from his friend Grandpa Ant, who tells him that the dingoes aren't actually to blame for the energy tremors, the Omega Wave that um, took place in Robotropolis at Endgame, caused some space rift muckery that is causing a bunch of zones to fight for like the one same space, and that makes bad stuff happen. Uh, long story short, the Echidnas and the Dingoes are on a crash course to each other, and apparently only one gets to survive, I guess. Uh, the Dingoes line up to... <clears throat> the Dingoes line up a bunch of Knuckles Guardians to fucking die by firing squad, and then... <laughs> <laughs> They're caught... They're just... Citizens, they're not even soldiers. Right, and then Pink Knuckles and Red Sonic show up to save the day. Uh, the tremor situation worsens, and all the Knuckleses all get escorted to some underground bunker, while the Hero Knuckleses go to confront the Dingo Captain. Uh, the Captain gets to a fight with our heroes, and after being subdued, Knuckles forces him to come along so that he can boss around his guys for us. Um, Archimedes teleports him to safety uh, with everyone else in the bunker, and then in a nick of time... Uh, Ancestor Knuckles activates the Hyperzone projector. Uh, Knuckles and the big dingo guy call off their battle as part of their truce for now, I suppose. Uh, Knuckles goes back to check on Hawking, but his whereabouts are unknown. Uh, he did, however, leave Knuckles with his special hat. The end. He gets the hat. He gets the hat! Yes! Gets the hat. Right. Gonna, this the is probably... Is this was probably, yeah. like, <laughs> the least happy I've ever been to see Knuckles get the hat. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no really it, 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 really it all happened and resolved like this is the part where i start to complain about it like going way too fast it was just like ah, the world's falling apart the world the, the, the wars are over okay bye yeah it really sucks ass doesn't it um <laughs> so I, said, yeah. I, just, like, I don't know if this was like a speed reading problem or, or me just being tired or something but i thought <laughs> Was it like varsity knuckles? You called him. Like, like he, was just, I, he was just kind of okay. sitting there, and then he just kind of jumps in and starts fighting with knuckles, and then he sticks around. <laughs> and I was okay, like, "Who me, is this guy?" Me, all right, let me. 
wait, do we really not see anything about him? I'm pretty sure they told us who he is. Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, okay. Well, let me go. Let me just um, go back through Bob's summary. Uh, Varsity Knuckles. I love the fact that you're the only thing that stuck with you is the the line where he says, I played Varsity. Um <clears throat> Okay, first off, yeah, they capture Knuckles' mom, but most importantly, we we get this little scene of the chaotix with a very important tidbit, uh, which I have to find my my screenshot. My bad, I should have had it ready to go. And when the camera pans to Vector, and he's like, "I wish we were doing something right now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, guys, don't you think we should be shouldn't just be chilling? Ve- uh, Spo has an invisible house on top of a tree. Oh, uh, that is all. That? that is that is the coolest <laughs> thing I've seen. Stuff level hundred. I didn't notice this until this read through, dude. It's very, very good. And uh, he also has like an invisible ladder. Uh, that he does he have an invisible jet? <laughs> yeah, probably he has an invisible Batmobile. Um, oh, like the okay shadow. <laughs> I wanted to like reference the thing from SpongeBob. I don't remember what it's called. The, <laughs> the like the visible the invisible bowmobile. Yeah. yeah. So the person that he rescues in his mom's house are all of his family, right? Because this is his mom's house that people got taken. So the Varsity Knuckles, his name is Wanamaker, and he is N- Knuckles's father-in-law, which maybe n- stepfather. Sorry, not father-in-law. Um. Which maybe wasn't revealed yet, but that's okay. It doesn't fucking matter. It's <laughs> we have to take notes for husband. when we get to the Knuckles family tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's we get provided one later, so it's okay. Um, I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the <laughs> I think that's the only correction. Oh, the the he's not a captain, Dingo. He's a general. His name is General Striker. Please show him the respect that he deserves he has the power glove and it's bad oh but wait, wait I, I wanted to like like did they properly introduce the the i already forgot the fuck his name is that you just said general striker general striker i'm not no, the, sure the echidna oh wanamaker yeah that that I thing think they, they, that, that varsity just call him varsity knuckles um i think not I don't remember. No, they didn't. No, okay, yeah, he, it, it really yeah, did so feel he, like okay, he's Bob, just, you're, you're, I thought he was just right. some he civilian just... who <laughs> wasn't actually supposed to be part of the story. He's just a nice guy who decided to help just to make the Akinas look good. I mean, he was in the... He was in his mom's house with his grandma. <laughs> um. So there's, there is that. <laughs> I mean, I, that was actually... God, I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that he's just there. <laughs> That's really funny out of context. He's just sitting there in the background all the time. Yeah, okay. That's it. Yeah, General Striker. Um, he has the power glove. It's really cool. He likes to punch. We always like punches. And then Knuckles remembers that he is a uh, a guardian who should probably like give equal rights to everybody living on his island. And starts in that role to try to mediate peace between... The dingoes and the echidnas. I noticed Knuckles used his catchphrase again. Yeah, he did. I forgot to point out. I was hoping nobody would point that out. (laughs) We're all trying to just... It's crunch time, baby. If we don't acknowledge it, it'll go away. 
I love this. I've posted a scene of his mom being held hostage with Wanamaker in the background, really sad, <laughs> and Knuckles appearing. I don't know. This is really funny. So, uh, so why is Mr. Varsity in Darth Vader's outfit? I don't know. I didn't even know that was Darth Vader's outfit. I just look. He's even got the Darth Vader underwear. I don't think that's underwear. He doesn't wear pants. Usually. They wear belts. Remington know. has a belt on. I can't, I can't believe there's a kid named Remington. Come on. I mean, a Is lot of these names are just... What are these? <laughs> well, Remington's a, a gun manufacturer. Oh. So that's a little more... Huh? He's a cop. But I, I mean, know. clearly, I, I think Ken Penders likes sci-fi. I think this is a pretty safe guess. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> from explains all the techno babble. Ken Penders was looking at his gun collection. He's like, "That's a good name for an echidna." <laughs> the techno babble doesn't stop. It never ends. Yeah, I got nothing, you guys. Yeah, I am, let's um... move on. <laughs> uh, that's that's it's, a it's... good name for an echidna. Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> We do get a Dingo character later on who is one of my favorites in the series. <laughs> Very excited. I Again, um, just so we all have uh, visibility on this. <laughs> in the uh, little after the cover page where it just tells you the you know, Lost Paradise, the name of the arc. Um, the title is actually Knuckles the Echidna Book Six, uh, so they're called the books, not not issue. The novels. The novels, which honestly, at this point, I wish it was was a novel because this man needs some space to fucking write. Um. Yep, that's all I got. I don't know. It's it's. I said it in the beginning. I'm not. It's not impressive the knuckle stuff. Today. I guess the last remaining thought I have is like, man, the echidnas are kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, they're they're racist and they suck. Yeah. 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 So we have I'm like that... like this another story of like, oh, there's this other group that don't like the echidnas and they're kind of valid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're all they also suck, but no, yeah, because uh, it, it kind of feels like it's this thing where it's like, uh. Like, oh, uh, the echidnas kind of suck. And so I got to have to, like, write this other group to be obviously evil. So, like, at least They're... the shitty echidnas are kind of the good-er guys, I guess. <laughs> See, that, well, that, that that's the thing. Um, I think it's on purpose. Uh, I can't say it now, but, like, yeah, you're right. They, they are, I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious, especially near the end, that the echidnas suck, too, and that they're written that way on purpose. Because, like, I think that Knuckles' whole thing is he's just to start, like, you know, taking on that, like, role uh, above it all. Um, which I'm actually a fan of that that position that Penders writes him into. You know, all things aside, it is, like, sort of the thing I hate the most about canon Sega Knuckles. And that's the fact that he's the guardian of the island that doesn't guard anything. <laughs> except for the master emerald which is really stupid i i mean it's not really stupid but it's like it's it's 
it's kind of disheartening because even like when you're playing through like Sonic Adventure one and two, it's like you, you feel like he's got like this like deeper meaning behind him. He's you know the mystery of his people, the the fact that he's the last of his kind. He's a good treasure hunter, but it kind of feels like none of that is really fleshed out in the games. So it was kind of you had to piece together some bits and pieces when you're a kid of like using this shit here, and the idea that he has like he's like the guardian of the island and all of its inhabitants i like that a lot and i like the role that penders writes into this story i mean it's very small it's quite literally like three or four pages at the very end but the setup for that is is i like that um it's kind of suffers from that same problem that everything is sort of rushed with the whole story in general so it's it's kind of very it's a very like it's very dipped into but not like it's very like minorly touched upon not not well paced i suppose not well paced not well paced but the idea that that i guess that plot device is is a good one i like um i i think it becomes better later and and you're right the dingoes are set up to be like the bad guys but I don't think they are like the bad guys in the same sense that Robotnik is a bad guy. I guess. Sure, I guess. They but... they they have more humanity to them throughout the scenes. I mean, you get the the fucking eye patch one who's like the the worst man, but then everybody <laughs> like else the, is kind of. But then like... you also you just have like like what we see them do is just like the firing squad yeah, yeah the firing squad and then taking hostages i like, like i feel like I mean, these are just things like, is... like here like look at how fucked up these dingoes are <laughs> yeah but I mean, okay the, the, to be fair taking hostages in, the, in a war is, is not that that's actually probably a, a a more positive look if if we're gonna really analyze to that degree the firing squad is absolutely not but the fact <laughs> yeah. that they have both of these these conflicting like representations is a very like that that's a that's an on penders thing like if it just had them like taking people hostage and shit probably a good way to represent the fact that they yes they're invading they're trying to take over but for reason which is you know there's there's a history of warfare between these two peoples like there's there's a conflict that is seated i that mean is, there's that, that but i feel like they're also were like as far as my memory goes which is not the most reliable thing but i feel like they were just kind of saying almost generically evil things i, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't remember. What I mean, they were even looking at the expression in the last screenshot. I don't know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he's holding. Wait a minute. I just noticed something. He's not holding a gun. <laughs> wait, he's supposed to be holding a gun, but he's not holding one. <laughs> That's what it looks like, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the four kids. He's using like version. the invisible gun, like from the <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Yu-Gi-Oh gun. Wait, he's definitely supposed to be holding a gun. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Because I think he appears in another panel. But yeah, I, I think we can move on if we want no, to. No, he doesn't have a gun. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brave New All right, World. Yeah, that's it. Brave New World. You ready? Yep. Let's jump into my longest summary yet. Um... The Freedom Fighters arrive at Robotropolis to assess the damage done to the place that used to be known as... Shangri-La. Uh, everyone's in the middle of how how much they have to clean up and how much Robotnik changed the place uh, when they're suddenly under attack by a big robot called a Dynamax. Um, they also notice Snively hiding out in a small computer room where I assume he is controlling the Dynamax. I don't know. They catch Snively and subdue the big robot. 
the resume built of rebuilding the city is planned. Uh, meanwhile, Jeffrey talks to King Acorn on a laptop. Acorn warns Jeffrey of a fiend named Sir Charles the Hedgehog. We only now remember his Uncle Chuck. <laughs> so Chuck meets up with a bunch of roboticization victims who got their minds back, telling them the good news that Robotnik was defeated. The bad news is that the original roboticizer is gone, leaving him without a way to change back. Some of them don't seem to mind too much, though. But it's like uh, like this dog that looks like it came out of Five Nights at Freddy's. You know what <laughs> <laughs> He's terrifying, man. He does look like a FNAF. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, meanwhile, Sonic and Tails spot a line of SWAT bus that are carrying boxes of stuff. Uh, strangely, the SWAT bus completely ignore the two. So that's all fine and dandy for now. Um, they then hear a cry for help and go check it out. Uh, an Arbindillo freedom fighter got trapped under some rocks somehow. Um, Sonic is unable to lift them up. Uh, luckily, though, a roboticized polar bear, a friend of Uncle Chuck's, is here to help. Chuck introduces Sonic to the roboticized gang, uh, including Sonic's parents. Um, Sonic isn't happy that his parents' whereabouts were kept a secret, and he storms off. So, uh, Tails follows him and gives him a talk to help him feel better, so that's all hunky-dory. Uh, later that evening, Jeffrey talks to Sally and desperately tries to escape the friend zone. Sonic really didn't <laughs> like that attempt at kissing her, and they get into a big fight, only calling it off after the two get sprayed with water. Uh, later that night, Acorn gives his daughter some secret orders. Sally's not content with these orders and goes to bed sad. Um... Maybe it has to do with Uncle Chuck. I don't think they said. We don't know. Uh, the, the robot civilians the next day hold a vote and decide that they would start their own colony, um, even though Sally insists on welcoming them. And then finally, Snively plots revenge from within a prison cell. And that's the end of that chapter. Don't mind me. I'm just linking a bunch of funny images. Yeah, the including the, the weird dog man. The... <laughs> <clears throat> who wrote this, Dorco? Who did the art? Uh, Ken Penders, and on the art, it's uh, Ken Penders and Pat Spaziante. I, I get the impression that it's mostly Ken because it doesn't look good, but <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, just I think... one little correction to make to you, Bob. Yes. Uh, Shangri-La is actually just a phrase. Oh, that's that's why they said that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oops. I really like it's uh, Shangri La is like paradise. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, our sh- our paradise is what he said. Okay, I get it now. Our Shangri La. Okay. Uh, I was wondering why I hadn't seen that word before. <laughs> I really like this dual page spread quite a bit. Um, I think it looks really neat. I wish that Hammond wasn't looking back at me. But other than that, <laughs> pretty pretty damn good. He sees you. <laughs> he knows what you did. Like, in the way I still have the, the conflicting feelings of like, man, it's kind of neat that they keep characters around. But it's also like, man, I I really don't care for those, those man, four Jeffrey's so much. Fuck. <laughs> I'd be so happy if they were gone. And, and yeah, of course, Jeffrey. But that goes without saying. <laughs> Jeffrey. Every time he's on screen, I wish he, he was gone forever. Are you, are you, are you okay there, Megafire? As a Fesh Pins reference, I, oh, okay. I I think it's funny that Hershey's just here though. I I, I appreciate it. I like Hershey's. <laughs> again. That, that was also another case where I was like, huh, for some reason I just I didn't expect her to be here or part of the yeah. group. <laughs> yeah. Why is she? Here? I mean, everybody's here. I think it feels like 
It's like in I hindsight, like thing. I don't know why I'm surprised because it's like so far in this comic for the most part, like characters just kind of stick around. But I don't know for some reason I just thought Hershey would be a one and done. <laughs> yeah, well, she's or not. at least the, I wouldn't. I wasn't expecting her to be part of the big fight at the start. I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't. I guess it was supposed to be like a like a peaceful expedition and they needed more bodies to like transport things <laughs> they needed more bodies as shields yeah more more meat shields they should just uh snively has a very very good slash bad appearance in this in this one um what an unfortunate angle why he oh look at those teeth he looks like um he looks like something and i just can't put my finger on what <laughs> Is he doing like the Mario jump pose? Uh, wahoo! <laughs> <laughs> bing bing wahoo, baby! <laughs> oh god. Gollum looking ass. <laughs> Maybe that's what I was thinking of, Gollum. Gollum won the argument. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, I don't know how I. Like, we see Amy, we see Urshi, we see the, the, the amateur bastards. Um, I like the bit about the, uh, the roboticized people. I think that's probably, um, the one part of this, this issue that I really enjoyed. Um, uh, the setup for the King is kind of nice to like him being a bitch. Cause I feel like every time he's done anything, he's always been a bitch. This is very good. I, I, I like setting him up as a bitch cause he's a bitch. I think Sonic's mom looks you funny. Sonic's yeah. mom looks really good. You having fun saying that word, Megafire? He's a bitch. He's a sorry, but the king is a bitch. We we hate King He's Max kind of an Acorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's kinda of like the one big thought I had that I took away from this. It's like 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 before I was like, oh the king's shitty, but I guess that's just part of Robotnik's plan. And then now it's like, oh, the king. I I wish they never saved him from the zone of silence yeah. or whatever it we- was called. We hate the monarchy, and and Ken Penders will make us all hate the monarchy. He's uh, he's raising little little Democrats. Uh, take uh, that, liberals! No, wait, hold on. That has nothing to do with liberals. Wait a minute, it's the other way. I feel like monarchy, like being into the monarchism, is like the ultimate conservatism. Is it? Well, yeah. I mean. Technically no speaking, it's the most conservative of the politics if we're looking at just the root of the... It doesn't matter. Point is... Episode 11, we finally hit the political talk. Point is... Well, you we see, politics are very relevant to Sonic the Hedgehog. It's true. I mean, that's yes. literally what it sets up. Is that That is kind of the setup for a lot of... Uh, Do you think the president the in Sonic Adventure 2 was Republican or Democrat? <laughs> he was neither... They don't have bipartisanship in cities, in, in um, <laughs> Station Square. Station Square is, is a is, single party. It's the Democrat party. Is Station Square just the whole country now? I've said too much. <laughs> oh no! I don't think they've. I don't think they ever named like a country. And I don't know. The country of gun. <laughs> 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 yeah g-u-n yeah yeah jeffrey sucks but so does sonic 
kind of don't like this anymore. <laughs> I feel like I, I think I was this... already done with this, and then it's just I, I I'm still done with it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we have to do the song and dance again of like, oh, it's... there's Sonic, there's Jeffrey, and they 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 say mean things and they start punching each other, and it's like this is not entertaining. Like what what is this? And then once again, <laughs> Bunny and Anton, the stars of the show, <laughs> the only reasonable people. Whenever those two fucks are on screen, um. <laughs> come out and they hose those bastards <laughs> i think it's still really funny that we've come to the point where like antoine has just become so lovable <laughs> it's... we love anton <laughs> i guess one of, the, one of the few positives of sonic and jeffrey being un- insufferable is so antoine can shine <laughs> exactly and <laughs> sonic sonic and and uh jeffrey crawled so that anton and bunny could soar <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have any um, anything else to. I, I I like. Oh, also, I just wanted to point out that the, the uh, little history thing of the war. Every time I see it, it just makes me think of how to draw anime, like the old <laughs> books back in the day. Uh, the art's so un- uncanny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Also, one of the dogs they showed off reminds me of like those flippy toys. Oh yeah, from like the Jetsons <laughs> or like Dexter. Dexter, I think it was, yeah. The flippy dog. Bark, bark. Right. Also, they have a... I, I just want to point out the fact that um, they have a... Uh, like a... Oh, what is it called? Alcatraz. Jesus Christ. Cut that silence out. <laughs> they have an Alcatraz. No, leave it in. Leave it in. in um, my, my, you could hear my brain cooking. Um, you have an Alcatraz for the furries. <laughs> they have furry Alcatraz. They put they put him into Alcatraz, um, Snively, with the, with the beaver guards. Oh, for some reason the FNAF dog is also like Scottish. <laughs> no, that was another thing. Why did toy to toy? That's it. Okay. That's all I got. Anybody else thoughts? Thoughts and prayers. Nope, I think that's all. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> many, many prayers. I couldn't really think of like specific, like anything more to specifically say about the story, except like it's like I guess like, I thought like for a Ken Pender's written story, I thought like you know it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, I, I like, think the story was fine. Like, yeah, this one it was it was pretty fine all around. I thought, but I mean, it, it, I didn't like it that much. But I, I don't know. <laughs> it it. it... I, I agree i understand what you mean like it was again like you know that song and dance like i feel like if a lot of things are trimmed out like the parts with them kind of reflecting on what they lost it was good it was well written oh like, yeah you know i thought that was really a good scene i like the scene with um the again i mentioned this before the roboticized people the setup with the king is is kind of whack but like i i also i'm glad that they're setting up there's I think this is the part where they're like setting up a lot of antagonistic forces because Robotnik is gone. Right. So it, it still suffers from that same thing that you and Bob mentioned where it's like, what the mystery? Oh, the king. Why is the king being such a dick to his? No. Okay. This is the funniest way that they phrased it. The fact that he's like, 
I, we've got to stop that bastard, Sir Charles the Hedgehog, the person you knighted, and you still address him with respect. <laughs> you, you, the king, you better use his full title, Sir Charles Hedgehog. I don't think he actually said bastard. No, I'm saying that I. I no, I get he, it. <laughs> he's the, the danger. Fuck you. The danger is radical. The major threat to the realm. Like I, I, I like this. Like. It also kind of gives Jeffrey an interesting angle. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna be the defender of Jeffrey, but it does. It gives him a character outside of being a sleazy womanizer. No, I, I where, get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like he's conflicted because obviously he's like, well, I have to serve the king and the kingdom, and this and this has come up before, and I think it was also maybe a Ken Pender story. I can't remember, but where it's he's been given a task, and he's like, I don't like. Something doesn't add up. Actually, off the top of my head, I'm just like wondering. Like, I feel like if, if Jeffrey's there, it's just because Ken Penders is writing it. But like, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's actually true. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly the case. I think Je- uh, Jeffrey was introduced by Penders. Maybe what? I don't remember. Was was Jeffrey introduced by Penders? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously he's going to use his character, but he also does add a pretty good element to the the kind of this. He's got he gets a little more character, which is nice. I like that. I like the the idea that they're building a more antagonism, like this divide between the you know the Robians and the Mobians, um, all those little things. You know, the fact that Sally is starting to like get into like the position of power and that's like that creates a new conflict for her um it's good like these are all good things i i agree with you like the, the story was fine like i thought it was like a lot of setup stuff this is kind of like where i feel like we see a pender story where he doesn't have to pace it out like a madman on a on a sprint and it's still written like a fucking novel because you look at some of the panels and it's just like, it's all like 90% speech bubble, but like, that's fine. I don't think that's a terrible thing inherently. Um, it definitely is weird jumping between panels where you're like, oh, Pat drew this. Oh, Ken drew this. Oh, Pat. And it's like, it's like flip-flopping. It's like, some of it's like, you get a moment where it's like, oh, this is obviously a Pat Spaziante like Sonic, but then you like look at Sonic's face and you're like, did Ken Penders draw that face? Yeah, there's uh, at think... least one page where it, it like transitions from Pender Sonic into Spaz Sonic, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Here it is. Like, I, uh, honestly, all the shit that I talk about Penders' art, some of the moments there's it's kind of they don't look terrible, but it's still like you know, it's it's jarring as hell, especially when you put it bet- like <laughs> between Pat Spaziante's art. Backgrounds are done well. <laughs> art collabs be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah real um i like the backgrounds a lot in this I, it's kind of a weird thing to bring up but like there's a, a lot of really cool backgrounds in this one um oh, yeah, there, yeah if y'all listeners get a chance check this comic out and just like take a look through like the background pages uh, of the page yeah, don't actually and, read it just look at the pictures yeah don't read it just, just, yeah we're doing yeah. it for you don't don't you don't have to worry we're doing um, the hard part <laughs> yeah, it's really detailed i like this pic that you just posted yeah like the special itself is just like a lot of moments where it's like oh this is like even that scary dog picture like if you look at it like there's a lot of detail work put into that 
into that scene, like the vent, the pipes, the the wall decaying, the mildew, all that stuff is there, like the wet like stains. Very nice. Um, so uh, before we wrapped up, I just want to post real quick. Look how ripped this Knuckles is. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say. Okay, these last few co- like comics have had really good child drawing. <laughs> Like, I've the skimmed kids over are these going a lot, off. but I was—I just happened to be looking at this while we were talking, and I thought the ripped knuckles is funny. There this was is the one, original no song offense, "Boom June. Knuckles." Yo, this is the Christian Knuckles. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one drawing that it was Knuckles drawing, or it was Knuckles kissing Bunny. I'm like, damn, they're in 1998 or whatever, and they're already going at the like the fucking the pairings. Jesus, it's like I mean, the comic came kind early. of encouraged it, but you know, F- female character exists. Knuckles must kiss them. Knuckles, the Chad <laughs> Knuckles. Listen, we love Knuckles. I'm we, just a guardian. Me. Three seconds later, I kiss Knuckles. It's kind of weird. I won't. That's <laughs> all I got. I don't know. Closing thoughts. I like to hear some people's closing thoughts. I, I like to I hear. I liked. I like Brave New World, except for the Sonic and Jeffrey shit again. But other than that, I thought it was neat. The whole like them reflecting on stuff, how well it was drawn. Uh, pretty good. I liked it. So this the session overall not great. I didn't like a lot of the knuckle shit. I didn't like uh, fifty one, but no one. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hard agree. This this is. I feel like it's a unanimous. Like this is a this was a stinker of an episode, uh, of a, of a <laughs> series of of comics. But um, yeah, fifty uh, Brave New World was good. I liked it. Um, parts of fifty two are pretty good. Actually, I think that's exactly what you said in the beginning. Like, yeah, that, that's that's. I agree with those. I'm, I'm in. I'm in agreement on that um harv thoughts i'm sorry i'm i'm still thinking about vector's feet i can't we can't keep doing this we can't keep going back to feet and it, you guys will be happy to know despite how hard i tried i i I could not think of a Star Trek reference to jump scare you guys with. <laughs> what a relief. Thank goodness. And maybe you I was being too reason. nice earlier when I said these comics range from okay to bad. I feel like I just kind of had a bad time this time around. <laughs> I, I think yeah. the last special was kind of the one exception now that I'm really thinking about it. That's um, fair. That's fair. Honestly, I was surprised when you said that. Because <laughs> I was like, huh, okay, well. <laughs> if if I had like not a great time, I'm like I'm surprised you had like an okay time. <laughs> it was only because I actually forgot. <laughs> it's like shoot, what happened to these comics again? I'll just say they were okay. <laughs> I, I'll 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 leave us with one last bunny post. <laughs> good good uh good reaction. Bunny cringe. I, I do still have that enjoyment as someone who, like, when I was reading the comics, I jumped in at a late, a super late issue. So, like, <laughs> I get, like, so seeing, like, the first appearance of, like, Mita Mongoose and, like, Julie Sue, I do have those moments of, like, I know who those are. <laughs> there they are. They're here. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like, 
I've, I've, I don't want to bring it up now because I feel like it's not a good time, but... But, like, okay, we're, we're like, at, past the 50 mark. I'm kind of curious, just, like, on a very base level, like, what... Like, a lot of the, the stuff that I feel like is used when you jumped in, if I remember when you jumped in, um, it kind of it kind of appears, like... There, there are things that have been set up here that appear later on. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are, like, seeing these setups. Because, I mean, these... these. I, I wonder if you understand what I mean when I, like, am, like, trying to, like, emphasize that I like the bigger picture, like, the, the setups for things that are written in these earlier issues that kind of bleed into the neck, like, the, the future stuff. Um, I, I feel like my general feelings are, like, like, like it'll be like, oh, it's this character, or it's this thing. I remember that, and then simultaneously, I'm also like, man, these stories right now, I'm, they kind of suck, <laughs> at least to me. Fair like, enough. I know, yeah. like even out of these old bunches, there are definitely like issues and stories I enjoy here and there. So I don't want to be too dramatically unfair, but you know, sometimes reading these old ones, like it's it is a drag. I, I if we weren't doing this group thing, I I don't know if I ever would have gone through these myself, to be honest. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm glad we're. Do- I mean, that's the whole point. I started this is to, to force you all through it. <laughs> I, um, I am understanding the appeal of a book club. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm. I I understand the feeling. I I don't know. Like I, I think this is this is probably it's funny for you all. You get to read through this. For me, this is probably the last time I'll be reading through this series. Um, this is genuinely like my like <laughs> my um uh, I don't even know what to call it. My like the final hurrah for this for the the Archie comics. Uh, oh, for, for me, your Star Trek Picard season three. <laughs> Son of a! I don't know what that there means. It is. <laughs> no, you gave him a chance. <laughs> I know. I don't, I'm not a Star Trek nerd. I watched the Next Generation. That's it. Quick, wrap up the episode before he does it again. <laughs> oh my god! All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Next, next time, we'll be reading most likely, um, probably a smaller load than what we did this time. Um, if I recall, we've got three. Yes, we got three Sonics and three Knuckles. No specials, no 48-pagers. We're just doing a three and three. Only um, three because... knuckles, what a relief. <laughs> it's a one, one arc. Uh, no, I was just making a joke because there's like yeah, 10 I billion know, knuckles. Okay, got it. Just making sure. <laughs> Listen, it's taking every fiber of my being not to like make shit up to defend <laughs> Knuckles because I love him, but I'm trying my best here. So I got three Sonics, three Knuckleses. I will continue to get sadder and sadder as the series goes on. Um, because after that, we've got like two specials in a row. Uh, one of them sucks so much dick, but it's probably <laughs> going to be very entertaining. And the other one, also, if I remember, sucks. So anyway, we got like a pretty, pretty interesting spread for the next couple episodes where we got three and three normals. And then we've got, a uh, couple normals with two 48 page specials and then we're back into like normals it's, it's gonna be kind of like fluctuating from between specials they did a lot of specials in this 
period of, of comics. So yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And boldly join, us, boldly join us next time. Remember, it all goes back to Star Trek. To Star Trek. Yeah! Okay.